You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. I'm Charlie Ungemach. Sitting here today on the hot seat is Mr. Nathan Hensler. What's up, Nate? Not much. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's cold, man. It is freaking... Actually, it's it's not that cold anymore. It's it's almost, in a couple of hours, it's going to be above zero again, which my, is nice. My car might start then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was thinking about that on the way here, is uh, when... Um, like the last couple of days, it's just been like wicked cold, and every day it gets colder, and every day it gets colder. And then today, it was only like negative six. And I was like, I don't even need a coat. <laughs> like it's not that bad at all. Tomorrow's gonna be twenty-two. It's gonna be wild. On uh, on Saturday, I'm I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of talking right now. But on Saturday, it's gonna be like like forty-three, and it'll be almost eighty degrees warmer than it was on uh, was it Wednesday night. That's hard to believe. Isn't that nuts? It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Look. so <laughs> we've got a couple of days <laughs> off here. Um, we're actually sitting, it's a, it's a Thursday afternoon. I think that's what day it is. Yeah, drinking coffee, <laughs> coffee, sitting around, enjoying the days off. So you are a teacher as well. Yes, sir. Tell us about it. Um, I am a 6th to 7th grade teacher at Zion Lutheran in South Milwaukee. Um, i got 23 beautiful minds that I um, teach every single day. Um, every class besides science, actually. I have, I have a switch with some teachers but um it's a beautiful gig um i have a lot of fun people ask me how it is and every time i'm saying it's a lot of work but it's a lot of fun too i wouldn't i honestly couldn't think of what else i'd be doing right now amen to that man that's awesome um so you it's first year teaching a lot of people talk about the first year teaching like as they're looking back and they you know is it how is it going well, I know exactly. Is it as bad what, as everybody said it was going to be. Oh, pretty much. I'm, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm not going to do next year. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Have you got like some wins though along the way, of course, too. Oh yeah. Um, anything you're really proud of so far? Like, yeah, I nailed that. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I really got into literature at the beginning of the year. We read The Hobbit, even though it took twice as long as I wanted it to. Um, but I think the kids like. As much as they didn't want to enjoy it, they seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> That's well put. As much as they didn't want to enjoy it. That's, that is, you got some neurons, man, to go after that right away. That's cool. It's good stuff, too. Uh-huh. I just finished reading The Lord of the Rings uh, myself the first time like this over Christmas break. So sure. It's good stuff. I love Tolkien. I've Me never too. read The Hobbit. Oh, it's really good. It's a much easier read. That's because it was like based for, it was made for little kids. I mean, the whole story itself was for, um, Tolkien to tell the story to his daughter. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm reading Lord of the Rings too. I've been reading Lord of the Rings for the past four years. I'm in the middle. I'm halfway through book two. I'm such a slow reader. <laughs> yeah, it oh, takes so bad. A while. Oh. I spent, I literally, I, I knew I had to get book three done because Jeremiah Wallander and I are going to do a podcast on it in a month or two. Oh, really? I knew I had to get it done so that we could do like all the back research on it. And so I, like during Christmas break, I sat down and read it. It took me it was like three or four days of reading for eight to ten hours a day and knocked out knocked out all of book three. <laughs> it was it was insane. I can't imagine getting that much information all in one sitting. That would just drive me absolutely nuts. Well, I I do like I'm gonna have to read them again. Um 
but not until like summer because <laughs> right. there's just no way because i mean no way. i love the lore i know everything about everything about lord of the rings except i just haven't read all the books yet the other thing about the books is one because i i watched the movies first as a kid and i enjoyed the movies the movies are good but one now that i've read the books like i i just ruined the movies for me there's a so like it's so close, but at a lot of points it's like so different. Like the the relationship with Gimli and Legolas are completely different in the movies. Gimli's a completely different character in the movie. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a pain in the pain in the backside in the books. In a yeah. good way. Yeah. In a good way. And it keeps him alive a bunch of times. Too. Very true, very true. Anyway, that's not what we're podcasting no, about it today. Is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get a little background on, on Nate Hensler. So where are you from? Uh where'd you grow up? That kind of thing. Uh, I was born and raised in Freeland, Michigan, just just near Saginaw, Michigan, went to Michigan Lutheran Seminary. I'm a grad from there, 2014. Um, I grew up on my family farm. It was on my family. It was been in my family for more than 100 years. So it's a Centennial Michigan farm. It's a fun time. Grew up there with my older brother and my two cousins. Um, par- parent, parents, good parent life. Um, grandparents right next door. Um, had a bunch of cattle. Um, used to have a horse till he bit everybody. <laughs> Um, had a couple goats, but they were dumb and ate the wrong things, and that killed them too. Um, <laughs> had a lot of cattle. Um, it was it was mainly a beef farm. It's since gone down in um, number of cattle we've had. As of right now, we only buy cattle for when we need beef, and then after that, we're just like, well, nobody. We don't we don't want to put that much work into it anymore because it's just my grandparents, and they're not. They're not old yet, but they're not young either. <laughs> and it takes a lot of energy to run oh, yeah. steer for, or to wrangle steers like that. Oh, it's nuts! <laughs> so that's what you grew up doing yep. as a kid. Yep. Uh, how many head of cattle were on the farm when you were a kid? Uh, closer, close to fifty, if not eighty. Um, but yeah, it's it, every single year it's just dropping down in numbers. And were you guys? Did you mostly? You said you guys had a farmers market. Yeah. Is that mostly where you sent your stuff to, or were you part of like a, a co-op or anything? Well, actually, it was called Hensler's Country Market. Um, it was right on the property there. Um, we would sell single packages of meat. We would have some Amish people bringing in some cheese. Our neighbor would um, sell us some eggs that we would sell at the market. We would have just bought everything you could possibly want. Um, but that, there was so much effort. Oh, man, I can't even – like I was young. I was young when they started it, and I was still kind of young, like maybe 10 years old when – they finally closed up shop there, and I can't imagine the amount of work that my grandparents, my parents, my aunt and uncle went through to actually do all that stuff. Because I, I only had the background stuff, like um, working on the farm and helping out there. And um, but outside of that, I can't imagine the business side of it. It was just phew, good thing my dad's good with money. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> I feel you there. So uh, you, we were talking a little bit earlier. You said you got the wrong color tractors on your farm. I think they're the right rainbow tractors now that I think about it. <laughs> um, to, to preface this, um, we have Ford, White, Minneapolis, Moline, and we do not have the Rookie John Deere tractors. Why Rookie tractors? Why do you say Rookie tractors? All right. So my father <laughs> is a manager at a bean No matter what you say, you'll be wrong, but <laughs> go ahead. Explain. Um, and every my, my father is a manager at a bean elevator in Michigan, and um, he every time that he s- works with a farmer – that happens to be a just a punk, just not a good guy. He always uses John Deere, and it's just it's just without a doubt. And I'm not saying that there are not good people that use John Deere. <laughs> it's just more people that are punks use John Deere than they'll use Ford or Minneapolis Moline. Well, you have a, you you do have a point there. You do have a point there, and and uh, I think 
part of the issue there is that it is such a visible name, and the company's done such a great job of branding themselves. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like the Gucci of tractors. <laughs> like it might be a you know like a Gucci. As far as I as far as I can tell, Gucci clothes are pretty darn good clothes. But are they worth what they're selling them for? I have never You're bought a Gucci. For, neither have I. <laughs> I'm not even pretend I have. I don't know what what's a good purse. I was thinking of purchases, purses. I don't know if, see. I if I I wish we were sitting closer so we could high five because otherwise it'd be high five right <laughs> a, now. A, a long knuckle touch. Yeah, there we go. There Made we go. It. Knuckle Made touch. It. So, uh, well, anyway, the name brand is so so like when you when you're a rich you know like you said a punk who wants to start his own hobby farm. What are you gonna go do? You're gonna go buy all the fancy equipment. So exactly. you do have a point there. You do have a point there. I mean, it does help that most of those tractors have been around for the ones I you have say. Years. Yeah, you're talking about Ford and and uh, Minneapolis Moline and some of those and White. Yeah, you know, White hasn't been around for 20 years or no, more. I can't even it? imagine because IH bought them out a while ago. I remember sitting there at, at, at uh, lunch breaks at the shop, like looking at the. It was like a. I don't even know what to describe it. It was like an ownership map. And so it started out with you know, like the whole list. So like Alice, uh, it was it was Alice, White, uh, Case, IH, um, Kubota. What's the what's the like bright green one? Is that Kubota? Maybe I don't even remember. And it, but it went all the way through with them all, and then it was like as it went across. It was a timeline, and as it went across the page, it was like turning into like it was like conglomeration. So then it was. Was it Ellis White and then White International <laughs> and then so like and it like braided them all together and then at the bo- the whole point was at the bottom it was John Deere John Deere John Deere John Deere <laughs> like all the way through that was the whole point of the poster but yeah so I will keep wearing my John Deere belt buckle you can do whatever you want <laughs> no matter what I think about you <laughs> yeah, that's right uh, so you ever uh, you ever think about going back to the farm or maybe having a farm of your own someday well that's what I keep on telling my fiance um, we're going. Doesn't matter where we're living. Our kids are going to be involved in 4-H. We're going to be doing animals. And she said, "You can handle that all you want." I'm like, "That I will." Um, but yeah, I would love to get back into it because um, that—that's the only thing that I would have done as an adult would be the farm. I mean, going through high school, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. And then my options were stay home and farm, or go to MLC, be a teacher or pastor. And like, well, I don't really want to be a pastor. I could probably do teacher, try it out, and I never regretted it. Yeah, what do you love about it? like what 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 made you stay? I mean, uh, it's easy to it's easy an easy sorry I interrupted you, but it's an easy transition from you know rural Michigan to rural Minnesota. That's an easy <laughs> transition. There's not a whole lot of change there. It's just a different small town. Yep. But that changed. Um, speaking from experience here, that change from rural Minnesota to this area is a big change. So, what made you what made you stick to it? Well, I think it's the comfortability of it. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a performer. I mean, I like this. I like to be in front of people talking. And I, I, I kind of tra- transitioned well into the classroom. But, I mean, it was – I mean, I was with the same – I went to a Lutheran grade school. All but two people that I graduated at Lutheran grade school with went to Michigan Lutheran Seminary. And then a lot of people – like, not a lot of people from my graduating class at MLS went to MLC. But it was, like, the same kind of um, – same kind of grouping of people. It's just not the good Christian fellowship – that Wells bubble that everybody's talking about is comfortable, and yeah. it's just what I stuck with, and I never really felt like leaving. 
I know I, I, I got, I know some people that are like, I want to get out of this Wells bubble. I'm like, well, I mean, I can understand that, but at the same time, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. You can, you can, you can still do what you love and still be in this quote unquote Wells bubble. Yeah, and well, whether it's the Wells bubble in particular, or just the Christian bubble, or whatever, you anywhere you look, you're gonna find young Christians looking around saying, "I gotta get out of this bubble." And what mm-hmm. we forget a lot of times is the amount of comfort and protection that that bubble provides. Like we were able to make it through pretty because my story is very similar to yours, especially with the comfort comfortability. Like it was just easier to stay at MLC than it was to leave. Exactly, and then God bless that. But um, like just how much easier it is to grow as a young Christian um, in that environment. Now, granted, at some point, you do have to step out the door and go out into the world. Um, but I, don't know, I can't speak enough to the uh, benefit of that, being in a Christian environment the entire way through mm-hmm. and having that consistent and steady friendship um, all the way through that people that love their Savior just as much as I did. Yep. Yeah, cool. Because, I mean, I got a good buddy of mine, Joel Prangy. He's, he, I've been his friend since preschool and I went to grade school, high school and college with this guy. And now we're still in the area with each other. We're still in a 20 mile radius of each other. It's nuts. Yeah. Cool. How that works. Yeah. Cool. How that works. God has blessed me in mysterious ways. So, uh, I actually barely even know you. And the reason (laughs) that we are sitting across the table from each other is you showed up at, I shouldn't say you showed up. We both showed up. (laughs) You just plopped up, uh, came out of the mist um, with uh, what is like the there were big pipes playing in the background. Yep. He emerged from the mist in the middle of teachers' conference with his big glorious beard. And it was right after that um, that bumper sticker came out with a big brown beard on, it. and you had a beautiful big brown beard. So uh, we're gonna. St- this is the weirdest transition I've ever done. This is not a good this segue, but nope. it's all right. <laughs> it's like teaching. It is like teaching. <laughs> anyway, you have a big beautiful beard. Yeah, I, I often have a big beautiful beard. So the story behind it. Okay, yeah, he's giving me the look right now. Like, what have you done? I was it wondering. Was not that. my fault. <laughs> Sorry if I just blew out your speakers in the car, but it was not. Oh, I was so upset. So I have my favorite place. Okay, not my favorite. My favorite place to go to get my hair cut is Groom for Men in downtown Milwaukee. It costs like 60 bucks to get your hair and, and beard trimmed. I'm not spending that because t- I need to get my hair cut like twice a month. Right. Because I'm a man. Of course. Anyway. Um, I need one too. So, <laughs> uh, it's literally like every 10 days I need a neck trim and every <laughs> two and a half weeks I need a haircut. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so I can't afford that. And the next best option is sport clips. So I shopped around. Like when I first came into town, I shopped around all the different sport clips and found the one that I really liked and really enjoyed. And uh, it's like it's further away from my house than just about any other one, but it's worth it because they always give me a good job, right? And so I showed up and I made the mistake of not saying which uh, barbette I oh, wanted. <laughs> and uh, this girl, she did an okay job on a haircut. Um, and I like, and this thing was like, it was well shaped even and everything. Like she did not need to touch it. I just asked her to clean it up. She said, oh, you don't want any length off? I was like, nope. And then you could tell she like got in a trap of, got caught in a trap of like, oh, oh no. it's just gotta be a little, oh, you gotta take a little bit more off the other side. Oh, now I gotta do the other side, gotta do the other side. And I didn't have my glasses on. I couldn't really see what was going on. And after a couple minutes, I was thinking like, this is taking too long. <laughs> and I actually stopped her and said like, can I? see you know what's going on here and i put my glasses on and went oh <laughs> and it had like she took all oh, she took so sad it was it was she took like it was like a quarter inch at a time but she took like two inches off the length oh, of my no. beard i was oh no i was like I, granted it'll grow back in about six weeks well, but, obviously but oh my gosh woman it's a principle of the thing what are you 
doing? I look like a different person now. Ah, I was so upset. Ah. <laughs> well, I mean, you knock. I'm still upset. You knock at my door, look through my little people. I'm like, who the hang is this guy? <laughs> I expect. I haven't seen you in a couple months. I kind of half expected your beard to be wrapped oh, around you like a scarf. Man, it should be right now. It should be. I was not happy. It's not. Happy. That, is, that is a sad day. Uh, I. Oh man, like I. I there goes her tip. Man, I I did not leave her a tip either. Yeah. I saw, oh my goodness. And so I went back there this time and I said, Do not touch my beard. And the girl's looking at me like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I won't trim your beard. And I was like, no, I just like I pointed out exactly the hairs like on my mustache need to be trimmed. I was like, don't touch anything else. It's gotta grow. And we got these men's conferences coming up, and I'm not gonna have an impressive beard. Oh, it's so sad. It makes me yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you ever get the urge, like, when you're having, like, a bad week, and you're just, like, you know you're not doing well? Do you ever, like, look in the mirror and go, I don't deserve this? Uh, like, every, once well. every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's like, I can't, I look like a man, but I'm acting like a boy. I need to shave. <laughs> at I least, never do it. But. At least with the mustache. Like, I would look at my mustache, and I'm like, you don't deserve this mustache. It is a good mustache. Oh, thank you. I really work my, on it. I, this is going to sound maybe conceited, but my mustache is actually a little too thick to do that, because oh, it'll get sad. caught back down in the, yeah. I also have something, like, a weird... Like colic, like right on my really, leg. yeah. So it'll be like a gap right here, <laughs> and it'll grow in like that. Oh, that's yeah. weird. I can't do fancy stuff with my mustache; it just doesn't work. I mean, this is, this was an oddly good day for my mustache. I mean, everyone, because <laughs> I'm always I'm, I look in the mirror. I'm like, what do I want to do today? Do I want to just let it run? Do I want to put a like the hard wax in it? Do I want to put a, like a little bit softer wax? Do I want to put some balm in there just so I don't fly away hairs? What do I want to do with it today? Today was one of those looser wax days, just so I had a shape, but not like it's hard. Yeah. Amen to that. So, uh, obviously, you've got a cupboard full of chemicals for your beard, yes. as do I, as should all men with a beard. But first, how long have you had a beard? Like, when did you start growing facial hair? Um, well, I've had, I've had a, uh, it's gross to look at, but I've got Facebook pictures of um, when I was first just, just quite, quite the young lad when I had a chin strap in high school. Um, for, <laughs> But the thing, the thing is, I tell people Everyone that Everyone that wears a chin strap is making a mistake. Oh, I, I agree. I, it was the worst mistake I've ever made. But it wasn't like it's just a straight chin strap. I had the mustache and everything too. That's better. Yeah, That's better. My, my marginally better. Um, but I tell people that I started growing facial hair in like seventh grade. I was a I was an early bloomer. I'm proud. I'm proud of that. But it like never really like took form until freshman year of high school. And then after that, um, I just kind of had the same facial hair, same haircut. Everything was like the same length all around my head, all throughout high school. Um, Freshman year college was the same way. Halfway through sophomore year of college, actually, right after I met my um, now fiance Rachel, um, she, my, I had I had this idea in my mind that I will grow my beard out when I am dating somebody in college. Before I even when I met her, but before I started dating her is when I started growing things out. I blame my mother because I was that that Christmas was the first time that my mother gave me um, beard oil for Christmas. And um, that kind of got me going, like, yeah, I'm going to start growing my beard out. <laughs> and it just happened at the same time, I started dating my now fiance, Rachel. So about sophomore year of college, when I and, started And right away, she was like, I don't know. And then she saw <laughs> that beard growing. She's like, yes. Exactly. Damn. That's exactly what happened, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. That's awesome. So uh, I got you beat, actually, in sixth grade. Oh, geez. My buddies started calling me Sasquatch because I was growing chest hair. Oh, man. Yeah. I never keep. I never kept track of my chest hair. I just kind of had it one day. <laughs> well, I can say it was. Uh, it was one of those things where, like, you get the spiders, you know. First, as a, as a punk kid, 
<laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, so then, like, all of a sudden, one day, the guys are looking at me in the locker room before basketball practice. And he goes, dude, you're going to be a Sasquatch. <laughs> I was like, what? So you already got hair. You're going to be a Sasquatch. And, of course, they meant Could it nicely. Worse. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> but it's all right. Look at me now. Look at me now. We are, we are men with hair and beards. <laughs> That's right. And our hosses smell of mahogany. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so then I got to college. I had never grown out anything because like, I, like we weren't allowed to have facial hair in high school. By the grace of God... Thank you to Paul Strutz. We did not have facial hair in high school. And so I had like these massive sideburns. And then breaks were always long enough that I could just like grow a nice like stubble. And now I'd have to shave it off again. Actually, at one point, uh, I got in trouble like three days in a row for having facial hair at basketball games at the end of the day. I was like, I shaved in the morning and I had enough hair that they were going like, Charlie, you need to shave. So I just kept an electric razor in my locker for a couple of weeks because we had basketball games at night and stuff. Anyway, um, so then I like, we got to played football at MLC and we got to football camp and I just didn't have time or energy to shave for like two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I looked in the mirror and said, I kind of like this. I like <laughs> shaved it up a little bit and I have, I've been clean shaven for a total of like 72 hours since then. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And what? Well, and then, so then I had a mustache once when I was at MLC and one of the upperclassmen girls, you know, you always have a crush on a couple of upperclassmen oh, girls. Of course, you know? obviously. And they usually like play into it a little, you know, they're like, oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't need to get into so, that one. <laughs> but anyway, so I came walking out with a mustache, and one of them walks up to me, and she's real cute. So I was going to listen to what she said, and she walks up to me and goes, I never want to see you with that again. Oh, man. And I was like, all right, no more mustache. Oh. <laughs> Shaved it off. <laughs> that was it. That I, was it. I think my beard heart just broke. I know. Well, so then uh, last last year, yeah, last school year on April Fool's Day, I can't, no, it wasn't April Fool's Day. It was Halloween. I walked in with completely clean shaven, not even sideburns, with this awesome creepy mustache. <laughs> and the second graders, because I only had second graders at the time. The second graders, like the boys, kind of like walked in and looked at me and were like, "Oh," and that was it. The girls were like standing in the doorway, like peeking in. One of them started crying. Like they didn't even recognize me. It was glorious. It was awesome. Like I took a, I took a selfie with a couple of them in the background, and one of them, was, one of them was looking at me like, like oh, you're an idiot." And then one of them is crying, like, "I don't know who this is." And the third one is just like, the look on her face is is great, man. All right, so uh, how long is it? Like, what rate does your beard grow? Like, if you were clean shaven, in order to have like to really have a beard again, where you'd be like looking yourself in the mirror and say, "I got a beard." How long do you think that would take? Ooh, um, I'm. Really depends on my diet at the time. Actually, it's gonna be closer. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you hit spot on, man. You're a connoisseur here. I'm, I've actually gotten into pogonology, the study of beards, a little bit. Um, it's a real thing. Look it up. Um, but yeah, I probably it's gotta take a couple months before it's a really nice beard. Cause I mean, it's very. I'm very not fast when it grows my beard, but it's not slow either. Like I'm looking at my stubble that I keep by my cheeks. Um, I take that off maybe once a week, so it's not as fast as I'd like to be, but also it's not as slow as it could be. Hey, slow and steady wins the wins the race. Exactly man. right. Yeah. So, um, do you do any like trimming or that kind of thing? How do you keep it up? Um, I use I predominantly use scissors. Um, but I've recently gotten into um using an actual electric trimmer to like I brush it out, comb it out, and then kind of take down the edges so it's a little more shapely to it. I don't want it as big as I don't want to be Grizzly Adams, but at the same time, I do. <laughs> so it's a, uh, I got to I gotta find that middle line there. Otherwise, my fiance will not be as happy as 
a clam <laughs> should. Um, but she, but but she's got she's gotten me into the regimen of at least trimming up my cheeks once a week with uh, actually a clean shave. Um, but outside of that, it's more scissors and um, the electric trimmer trying to keep up everything loose. But the thing is, with electric trimmers, you gotta really get the good stuff. Because if you don't, you're going to be pulling your hair and you're going to be splitting ends. And that's what you're trying to get rid of when you're trimming your beard is getting rid of split ends. And I think I ended up with more split ends after last time I trimmed than when I started. It was nuts. Yeah, I, I try not to trim it with any regular regularity at all. The only time I do is when like, I will actually like do the mirror test where I'll you know turn around like you're checking the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. Except I'm looking at the edges of my beard. And if my beard is wider than my head is... <laughs> Like wider than my head and my ears, then it's time to trim down the yep. sides. That's that's the way I always measure it. Um, but uh, like I I just have a hard time trimming it myself. Anytime I trim it myself, it looks like somebody just took like rusty scissors and hacked away <laughs> at it. So I always have to have somebody trim it for me, which is why I ended up in the situation I was in. Makes sense. The other day, like it take not the uh, I was told they at like uh, not beautician school, barber school or barber academy or whatever you sure. call it, because they're two different things. Um, but when they teach you how to trim a beard, it's like three weeks spent on men's hair, and it's like one afternoon on trimming oh. a beard. Oh, that's is what not- I was told in order to get like licensed and everything. And a lot of places that like these high end barber shops, they'll send you like they'll they're like actively, you know, working on improving skills and that type of thing. And even just to be a barber or barbette or whatever you are, you have to do continuing education. Mm-hmm. But that's on hair, not necessarily on beards. And not on shaving. So, where's the justice a, here? I mean, that's, that's there's no justice for facial hair. I tell you, that's right. We need to fight for rights, man. <laughs> Beard we need rights. To fight for our rights. I've been talking about that. Like, I walk, I walk, I walk around the mall, and all these mannequins, none of them have beards. That's true. You see white ones, you see black ones, you see brown ones, but you see no bearded ones. I think when we're done here, you and I need to go over to Mayfair, and we need to protest. <laughs> we need to walk around. We're gonna start picketing. I love it. Let's we do should it. stand right outside of J Crew and be like. We love your products, but we're not buying any until you put beards on your mannequins. <laughs> I need I need flannel and I need beards on my mannequins. My my new favorite flannel came from uh, Banana Republic, which is funny to me. That's a little weird. It's supposed to be like beachwear. Yeah, but it came from Banana Republic, and I don't know if I don't know if they wear. Do you, somebody, if you're listening down in like California, do you guys wear uh, flannel shirts? I don't know. I don't remember. I got to live down there for six months, but it was in the summer. And so I don't know if, if they wear flannels or not. I, I, would, I, would, I would think it'd be like one of those thinner flannels. Yeah, probably. Like things that look flannel but really aren't. Yeah. Like there's no way that could protect you from any sort of pine. That's true. Like our flannels that we wear up here often are a lot thicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe they have like the same kind of pattern. They just use different materials. Like just like a linen shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. This thing was definitely flannel, though. Actually, huh. I had a friend in town uh, over Christmas break, and we were at a bar downtown and uh, looked around and went, you guys are all wearing the same shirt. I was like, we're not wearing the same shirt. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're all wearing the same shirt. I was like, no, we're not. Like, He's wearing a blue one. He's wearing a yellow one. He's wearing a brown one. He goes, no, they're all plaid shirts. I was like, oh, those are flannels. They keep us warm. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you guys all wearing those? Well, I mean, uh, I, th- I think it's kind of like when zebras get too close together. It doesn't matter what the pattern looks like or the shading. They just kind of blend together. Yeah. I remember some pictures from a time at MLC where there was like a couch full of people sitting together and like everybody's got a different form of flannel on. <laughs> Good stuff. Man. I, I wear flannel when I teach. 
I mean, I, I half the time Good I look ones. like a lumberjack. Yeah. I mean, I wear well. It's honestly just with the flannel that I have. I wear some suspenders and I got some dark blue pants. I look like a lumberjack. <laughs> it's awesome. That it is awesome. I my my one rule is if I'm going to wear it to school, it has to either be an Oxford or a button down. Mm. So that that's my personal sure, rule. That's sure. not like a written rule anywhere. That's my personal rule. All right. That makes anyway, sense. we need to get back to beards. <laughs> We're going to run out of time here. So um, uh, so I want to talk about beard products okay. first of all. What do you use? And then I'll talk about what I use. Go Ahead. All right. Well, here's the thing. Um, I and for the past three years now, I've been making my own beard oil and using that. Mm. Um, I've re- I realized that buying beard oil, while nice and good product, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, making my own beard oil has begun to not eat away at my money as much. Um, I found a nice rep- recipe online. It's just I don't mean to give away my recipe, but it's very simple. <laughs> Um, it's just a trade secrets here. <laughs> if he tells you, he has to kill you. Exactly. So, I mean, be careful with what you're listening to. <laughs> um, I got, uh, I use grapeseed oil. So it's a natural oil. Um, it's, it's nice on the skin. You can use like literally any other oil. Just, I'd be careful not to use like canola oil or anything other than like, like a kitchen. Um, but then I just use scented essential oils. Um, and I make like eight different scents. Um, I have like a, I have one, I have one called Weirwood. Kind of smells a little, um. Like an old wood, um, I got sandalwood. I got one I call deep into the woods, where it's um, you got some, you got a lot of deeper woody smells, and you ha- I have one that's also called um, shallow into the woods. It's a little bit lighter woody smell, not quite sandalwood, but it got some other stuff in there too. Um, I have recently begun making a whiskey scent and a whiskey barrel scent, um, which they just smell awesome. I'm actually on my last bottle of beard oil, and I was gonna make some more this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made some on your four days off. I know. I, off. <laughs> I know. That's what that's what Rachel told me yesterday. Why don't you make beer oil? I was gonna do that this weekend. I got other things to do. It's like, <laughs> why don't you do it now? I'm like, I don't want to. It's a lot of work, honestly. You ever you ever think about selling it? I actually, um, when I first started making my beer oil, I did kind of make a company, at least on Facebook. Um, and it was about to it was about to set off and I sold a couple bottles to people around MLC. Um, but then my mom gave me a call, I was like, Nate you're not going to want to do this. I'm like, why not? You do not have the resources, the time, the money, or you, and you also have no idea how to send liquids through the mail. <laughs> I'm like, that is a solid point. Um, if you look it up right now, it is called the Brigabeard General, B-R-I-G-A-B-E-A-R-D General. Um, you can find it on Google and Facebook. There ain't much there, but I mean, it's, I'll, I'll pick it back up in a couple years once I got everything settled after I get married and that kind of stuff, but I mean, you say that, and then it never <laughs> happens. But I, I do plan to do it one of these days. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. One of these days, when I start a store, we can sell <laughs> your product for you. That'd be awesome. That, that would be awesome. I love it. Make it like fifty percent uh, profit and fifty percent charity or something like that, I'd, and just like run with it. I'd be okay with that. That'd I mean, be super cool. Yeah, yeah. Keep me posted. Yeah, we'll talk. The Gird Up Store. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Oh, so right online. There, there is one on. Uh, there is a Gird Up Store. On, I forgot about those. So I bumper sticker and uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I for uh, oh man, why? What I remember what I'm talking about now. What were we uh, talking about? The store. Store. Oh, there is one on uh, Etsy. Etsy right now. Yeah, but it's just t-shirts and and mugs. And I think the mugs are actually gone too. I was looking for mugs today. I didn't really do a good job of keeping track. <laughs> I started giving them away, and I think I'm out of mugs. But we do have more T-shirts, and I'll bring some T-shirts along to the. Uh, um, are you going to the? Uh, I, uh, I've heard you talk about it, 
Um, the, um, the Men of His Word conference. I've heard you talking about and there's it. There's also an Iron Men of God conference. Where and when and how is that? Uh, well, see, dude, you're, you're killing it right now, man. Free advertising. Anyway, the Men of His Word con- conference is next weekend. I don't even know. Next weekend, I think, in Oshkosh. Okay. Let me look it up. Um, but it's uh, one day, big group of men get together. And there's like keynote speakers and breakout groups and all kinds of things and the booths and all that kind of stuff set up. It's a conference, all right? Um, but it's all men, mostly Wells men, uh, get together and talk about being men. Essentially, that's exactly what I'm into. Yeah, dude, I've never actually been to one before, um, for two reasons. One, I think a lot of like quote unquote Christian men's groups are just crap. Yep. Frankly, a lot of them are, and you leave them and you go like, eh, like that, 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 yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's more like. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no substance to it. Yep. Um, and but this, I've heard, I've been told time and time again that these two conferences have some substance to them. So I'll have to see with my own eyes. Uh, but I'm really excited about going to it, and we're gonna have a booth set up there. Okay. Um, and so if if you're there and you're listening, or yeah, come say hi to us. Whatever. We're gonna hand out. You're gonna love our business cards. Our business cards are. It's a geared up logo with a beard on it, just like sure. the one yep. I gave you. Um, but then it says, be the man you were made to be. And then the backside has all the information on it. So it's just this square nice. piece of paper I love it. with a big old beard on it. I thought it would That's attract great. a whole bunch of attention. Um, you should, uh, when you get the chance, you send me that information. Because the, the only time I hear about it is when I hear it on here. It hasn't been like... Yeah, they haven't advertised it a lot like they yeah. should. They should be advertising it a lot more. What? I'm probably worried about backlash of... Um, <laughs> I don't ma- know masculinity in America and how dare you and whatever. Yeah, well, I don't that, need to see. Know. That's the thing too. Like that's the thing about the beards too. Is it's like it's a, it's either some people have hijacked it. And it's like this. Uh, not to make it sound like beards are a cult or something, yeah. but like you get all these hipsters mm-hmm. who are wearing beards and whatever, and it has nothing to do with masculinity at all. Yep, it's uh, just like they're literally they're just effeminate men with hair growing out of yep. their faces, and then you have kind of the opposite side of men who just look scruffy and nasty and gross, and then you have an even middle ground where you have men who genuinely like are trying to be men. Yep, and and we like having a beard, and I don't know. I guess there's a weird stigma about beards. Um, it's really experienced that at all. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, I get like looks like people are like, "Well, why do you have a beard? That, those are gross." And like, I didn't grow up for you, first of all. <laughs> um, but it's very, it, it's very up in the air about how people feel about it. But I also am under the impression that times are a changing where um people see, um men as they they can, they see men of who uh, uh they they look about what they are how they take care of themselves and then they can take a look at um they have a short conversation with them and they will see that oh this is a man of substance rather than a man that just looks good and is actually not a man um (laughs) (laughs) exactly no but you hit it spot on there's a like you said there's just not a lot of substance in a lot of the guys running around with with hair on their faces so there's also a lot of substance with um guys that don't have any hair on their face i'm not agreed agreed but they, I'm also in the impression that men always look better with beards. <laughs> most men, most men. I think you and I definitely fit into that category. Well, obviously, obviously, like, uh, we're both we're not bad looking dudes no. normally, but with beards we look a lot. Oh. But wow, man, we're pretty handsome dudes with beards if we don't say so ourselves. <laughs> um, Shameless so, plug-in. <laughs> uh, getting back to beard oils, though, uh, my favorite. I don't know what you used before you started making your own, but my personal favorite is Beard Brand right now. That's exactly what I um, used to use, and the guy that runs it is like a, a lot of his proceeds go to um like 
men's health yep. type issues like prostate cancer and those type of things. He's just a good stand-up guy. He actually has like YouTube channels and stuff like that. He's a yep. good dude. I follow him on everything. And good and good quality product too. And it's not crazy priced or anything. Um, do you ever use a beard wash? Um, yeah, um, I use beard wash and conditioner. Um, I go to the Art of Shaving at the Mall of America. And um, I would get I get a bottle of that every once in a while. You know, there's one in Milwaukee, right? What? Yeah, there's one over at the Mayfair Mall. What? On, yeah, on 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 Highway 100. Man, there's one at the Mayfair Mall. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're so expensive though. I buy it like maybe a couple, once every five months if I deem it worthy. Yeah, the one that I use, I just get it at Walmart. It's uh. Beard guys spelled with a Z. Yep, I've seen that. And it's the only it's the only product for beards that I will buy at at Walgreens. But <laughs> I mean, it's a good beard mm-hmm. wash. And so the difference, so the what uh, your beard hair is different from your head hair. Um, and so actually, to really get nerding out about it. So <laughs> the one of the main differences between your beard hair and your head hair. And I'm not a scientist, so if I'm a little bit off, pogonologist. Li- yeah, if I'm not, I'm not a, a po. Pogo, pogonologist. Pogonologist. Woo! I'm not a pogonologist. So um, if you're a scientist and you're listening, you're like, that's not quite right. You don't need to chew me out about it. Anyway, um, so there's testosterone in your hair. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason men go bald is that the testosterone in their hair on their head is closing the, what do you call that? The pores? No, not the pores. The cuticle? No. The follicles. That works. And that's why the hair falls out. That's part of the reason that the hair can't grow through anymore. Uh, and so when you buy like a, um, like a just for men, not just for men, but like uh, doves for men. But the kind, of, the kind of shampoo that supposedly makes your hair thicker. Yeah. What it's doing is it's rinsing all of the testosterone out of your hair. However, if you wash all the testosterone off of your skin and out of your hair and you force your body to, you know, reboot and you start running out of testosterone, your beard will stop growing. Hmm. The other thing is if you do not have oils on your face, your skin is going to get tore up. That's why like we have acne and all that kind of stuff is when the oils on our face get out of control. Mm-hmm. But if you use shampoo on your beard and on your face, your skin is going to dry out like crazy and you can't get it back. And so then the ha- if the skin is not healthy, the hair is not going to be healthy. And so when you use regular old shampoo, even if it's like dandruff shampoo, if you use it on your beard, you're going to dry your face out and you're going to dry your beard out. And it's not going to matter how much oil or paste or whatever you put into your beard, it's just not going to recover. So a beard wash is going to really gently just like cleanse out the impurities, but it's going to leave most of the oils in there and make it a lot easier to control and be, you're not going to have split ends and that kind of thing. Along with that, you don't want to be washing that every single day either. Because first of all, that's a waste of money. You're pouring, you're literally pouring a lot of money down the drain there. Unless you're eating barbecue every day, then you better wash that. Very true. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Depends how messy you actually get when you eat. Um, but typically if you're not a, we sound like children, <laughs> depends on how messy you are when you eat, then you might need to wash more often. <laughs> but like, even when it comes to conditioning your beard, which is also very important, I think I wash and condition my beard once, twice a week because otherwise it's just, it gets so expensive and you don't need more than that. I mean, it feels really nice after you do it because you feel like, oh, that's really clean. I like that feeling. But if you overdo it, it's the same kind of stuff is going to happen. You're going to dry things out. And you're not letting the oils that your natural oils sit in in your face and your beard. It's not and that stuff. That is good for it. I mean, having. I mean, you don't want to get stupid with the oil, but you want to have. You want to give the natural oil and have enough time to sit in there. And after that, you're you don't want to wash that out every once in a while because that's when it gets pretty gross. Yeah, it depends on the thickness of the beard too. That too. Um, like yours is pretty thick. Mine's even thicker, mm-hmm. and it just like it, it works 
uh, when you have a thinner beard, it takes less oil, um, but it's also going to dry out a lot faster. So yep. you have to take all that into account. Just like anything else, you have to take your body and your hair into account and, yep. yeah, this and work is, with it. This it's is, trial and error, a lot of it is. This is no, this is no means like um, one size fits all. It's a lot of... Um, yeah, like you said, trial and error. Just trying to make sure you got the right proportion. Like you don't want to use bigger beards, more shampoo. Smaller beards, you probably only need a dab. Yeah. So if uh, with that being said, if I want to start my process here of uh, getting to know my how to take care of my facial hair, where do I start? Where would you suggest we start? Um. Well, honestly, I first started at. Um, I'm sure we talked. I think we talked about this before. The art of manliness. They had at one point they had a small article about beard beard maintenance and that was when I first really got into it. Um, so I mean, honestly, just look it up online. There's stuff all over the place. Free information is out there, and you do not need to pay for free information. Um, just look into it. Um, follow um, Beard Brand, and they will and they have stuff on YouTube about every about how to take care of your beard, how to trim your beard, how to wash clean, and they have very nice. Very nice products. Shameful plug-in. Probably not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to send us money, you can be a sponsor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they have very nice products. They're not very expensive. Um, and the guys there, they take a good jo- they, they do a good job of explaining everything. They have videos dating back from years ago explaining, like, different parts of beards. They go over things, how to trim, how to maintain different types of beards, what kind of length they're going for. If you have a long beard, you should go for this. If you have a curly beard, you should go for this. Oh, they do such a good job there. And I think that'd probably be your best bet, YouTube beard brand. And it works out perfectly. Yeah. And then uh, doing your research on the products you choose to use too. And then, uh, so not only doing the research as far as like what's the best value and you know, what, like what's the best chemicals and all that kind of stuff, but then like legitimately looking at like what happens to your beard when you use a product. So if you start using a product and all of a sudden your face is really dry, that's not the right product. Or if you start using a product and you still have like beard drift all over your yeah. chest at the end of the day, like you got to use something else. So yep. keeping that in mind and making sure that your skin and everything stays healthy too. Uh, earlier you mentioned your diet. Depending on how your diet is, your beard grows at different speeds. You want to talk to that a little bit? Oh, yeah. It's, your, your hair is just an extension of your body. I mean, if you're if you're sitting on your couch eating crap every single day and not taking care of yourself, um, not only is your body going to fall apart, get fat and gross and sweaty, you're also going to get um, – your, your hair is going to go out. Your hair is going to get thin. Your hair is going to get wispy. Your, your, the skin underneath the hair is not going to be able to maintain itself. Eat good food, veggies, greens, um, some salad meats, and you're – what anything that everybody would say oh yeah that's a good diet that's probably a good diet and you're gonna be able to maintain your good facial hair because i mean i know a lot of guys they grow their hair out but they just the lives that they live are just not good and there's a reason that their beards do not look as good as they could i mean if you see a problem take care of it if you don't see the problem then get some glasses i guess well, I think that uh, that's a good line. Get some glasses, man. <laughs> get some, get some, uh, get some conscience glasses, or I don't even know what the right word would be. Get some. Uh, anyway, so what I what I've said before, and what I like to say is, the, how you look on the outside is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Exactly right. Physically, most of the time, and sometimes on your face too. Um, but usually, like if you know, you can kind of tell you can tell something's out of whack because they're physically going to be out of whack too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, not always. That's not a perfect rule, but. I mean, nine times yeah. out of ten, I would. So, say. if I want my uh, if I want my hair to grow faster and healthier, what do I need to do? Um, there's a lot of vitamins out there. I've never actually done the vitamins. Um, what's that vitamin that 
is it creep? Oh, creatine. Yeah. Uh, well, so so we can get into that. Um, so uh, when you eat red meat, one of the vital so testosterone is made through two different sources. One is through things you're ingesting, like omega um, uh, fatty acids and that kind of thing. And then you also need in your body, you need oh, it clogs your arteries supposedly. Uh, cholesterol. That's it. Cholesterol is the precursor to testosterone. And I'm pretty sure I just screwed up what I just said. But anyway, pre- cholesterol is the precursor to testosterone. And your body cannot create testosterone if it doesn't have all these precursors in it. Um, and testosterone is where all this manly stuff comes from. So it's a reason you are a man is testosterone. And so when you don't eat red meat, when you don't eat uh, healthy, which is mostly red meat, sure. <laughs> um, you, you're not going to have those chemicals in your body. So if you uh, choose to eat like white meat all the time, you eat a lot of carbs, you eat a lot of rice, like a lot of fitness people will do in order to look like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And that's a different conversation whether or not that's healthy. But the, what a lot of the fitness types will do is you won't, you'll eat tons of lean meat, tons of lean food. Uh, you won't, uh, you'll eat lots of carbohydrates, and what that does is going to make your testosterone go down. It's going to make your blood sugar go down, and that's why you have bodybuilders who are on like crazy steroids still have to take testosterone supplements yep. and insulin supplements in order to stay healthy, in order to stay men, mm-hmm. <laughs> because otherwise your estrogen count is going to go way up. Just yep. like I was going to text you this earlier. You said you had soy milk. Actually, soy will do in, in vast, in enormous quantities, yep. not if you're like drinking a – glass of soy milk once a once a week or something like that i'm not saying that right um but if you drink like if you're if you replace your meat with soy which a lot of people do it's gonna also drive your testosterone your drive your testosterone down and your estrogen estrogen up um anyway so in order to be uh functioning fully as a man whether it be libido and sex drive or facial hair or just ability to exercise and physical strength all of that comes from what you're eating Mm -hmm. what you're taking in so when people eat lots of lean meat and they never get any red meat you never eat anything with any blood in it or you're a vegetarian or a lot of times vegans too if they're not eating red meat they're gonna have to take something like a creatine supplement so creatine monohydrate is necessary to oh man i'm nerding out right now anyway (laughs) creatine monohydrate is necessary in order to get like to in order for your muscles to grow and so essentially what's happening when your muscles contract is there's like a bunch of hooks and it's like crawling it's almost like imagine it as a centipede and all these hooks are kind of crawling together and moving towards each other and that's when your muscle contracts and then they release and come back apart so when you're super sore and super tired you don't have all the nutrients you need in your muscles for those to let go and so you can stretch back out that's why you stretch that was like a terrible way of explaining that too. <laughs> anyway, um, you need creatine to do that. And there's two places to get creatine. You can get a creatine supplement or you can eat good red meat. So if you think about, if you look at like the old time bodybuilders from way back in the day, what would they eat? Red Animal meat. protein, yeah. red meat, eggs, the whole egg, yolk and all. Of course. Um, you know, like, let's say other animal proteins. So uh, old old time pork, you'll hear places like Butcher Box and people like that talking about, I think they call it old world pork. Because current pork, the pork we eat now, is the new white meat, right? Is what they call it, the new really? white meat. So it's actually, it was a red meat, not as red as beef, but it was a red meat back in the day, and they bred pigs, they bred the red out of the pit, uh, out of the pork, which is really nuts. Yeah, look it up sometime. I've never Research been aware that. of that. That's and nuts. Yes, I'm not an expert on it, but it's it's legitimate. So you look at, and that's not, um, so anyway, so that's, a, that's another lean meat then. 
Um, and so you trim all the fat off and you eat it and it's like eating chicken. It's got more protein in it than beef, but it doesn't have all the other stuff that you need. So then you have places like GNC where they're selling you omega fatty acids and they're selling you BCAAs and they're selling you creatine and all that. Or you could go get a steak and <laughs> eat the steak instead, which I'd prefer to eat the steak. Obviously. So you're saying that don't even worry. If, if, you're, if you're a person that doesn't care about, like if you're not a vegetarian at least, and you will eat meat, don't even worry about the supplement. Just eat meat instead. Uh, you got to eat a lot of meat, though. Ah. So, like, I, if I, if I was married, I probably couldn't eat the way I eat because <laughs> I eat the red meat for two meals a day, and I eat eggs in the morning, and I eat pork or chicken the other two. Like, I eat five meals a day, and it's all meat. Sure. So, um, like, you you got to eat a lot of meat in order to do that. Um, and if a lot of a lot of like kind of cutting edge doctors who are looking not so much at fitness like bodybuilding and and physique and all that because that's not natural right um there a lot of them are actually uh re- telling people that they should take small amounts of creatine every single day and i don't know i don't know if i don't know how i feel about that but the re- see i'm getting out of my expertise here <laughs> i gotta, I gotta be careful what i say otherwise i'm gonna be wrong but your body can process a certain amount of creatine every day and it needs it in order to function normally and if you don't put that in your body, then you start, you're going to start losing your testosterone. And on the flip side, the women use the same chemicals to make estrogen. Mm-hmm. So like they, they, they're opposites of each other. They, like, they, out, they cancel each other out and they work together. So women have testosterone in them. And if their testosterone gets out of whack and comes way up, then they start looking like men. If, the to- if their estrogen goes way up, then they start looking like women. The same thing goes for men. And so everything you eat, like what you eat is going to shape who you are. If you eat like a man, a tra- like there's a reason cliches are cliches. Mm-hmm. Like if you eat like a man, you're going to look like a man. You're going to feel like a man. You're going to be healthy like a man. Don't just eat pizza all the time. Exactly right. I mean, I, I've my diet. You, you has, don't need carbs to live either. No, yeah, I I barely, I get bread from my church once a month because there's just a guy that brings bread, and that's all the bread that I ever eat outside of like a your rare taco shell. Um, but it's like I I do not really miss it that much. I, there's, there's so many other meals I could have. Like I could get my carbs if I need if I want carbs, I could eat some spaghetti. But I usually eat. I don't. A meal. I, I don't. I don't base my my meals around carbs. But at the same time, my diet has changed incredibly. Um, when my fiance moved into the area, um, after she graduated, um, because now we have most a lot of our meals together, and now my meals are just. I think last night we had we both had a salad, a big a big salad, and there was a couple slices of turkey deli meat in it, and that that was the meal. Now, usually I would have put like four or five pieces of deli meat, but <laughs> then I, but then I have to not, then then Rachel could not have any deli meat. Then it's like it's a give right. and take thing here, right? Um, so it's it's a whole it's a whole new it's a whole new world cooking for two people because you got to take everybody's taste into mind, and I can't just say no, you're eating what I'm gonna make. <laughs> well, you know, you say you're that's that's what any any good. Um, nutritionists will tell you that too. We'll say you got to do what you what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I I I'm fully aware that I couldn't eat the way I eat if I had other people around, just because it's too expensive. Yep. And because not everybody wants to eat what I want to eat. Um, but like to do what I like to do, to do what I want to do, and to feel the way I want to feel, and to function the way I want to function, this is what I got to eat. Mm-hmm. And so, 
keeping that in mind and doing so. And one of those things that I want to be able to do is grow a heck of a lot of hair. A lot of big beard. Very yeah. big beard. Very nice beard. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time here. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have guessed. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of took a winding road here, but it was a fun podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we, I looked it up. It's February 9th is the Men of His Word conference up in Oshkosh. Last time I checked in, it was about a week ago, I heard that they had about a hundred seats left. I don't know how many seats they have left. It will sell out. So if you're looking to uh, if you're looking to be a part of that, sign up, do it. If you if it's too late, man, I would say just like call and say, hey, I really want to be a part of this. And I don't know if they'll say yes or not, but I my guess is if you really want to, they're not going to shut the door to you. I don't think. So. Right. Uh, if you're from Men of His Word and you listen to this and you heard me say that and you're like, he's wrong, don't blame me. Don't take my pass away. I don't know. Anyway, um, here, give my pass to somebody else. I'll show up anyway. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be there. Uh, what The only complaint that I hear from men about these types of things is that uh, they don't have enough time to like soak it in and, and really like reflect on it. But that's, you know... That's a, that says something important about the conference itself, that it's that valuable, that you want to take time to sit back and say, okay, let me process what I've done. So um, hope we see you there. Thank you, Nate, for being on the podcast today. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having man, me. Man, this is awesome. I enjoy it. We're going to see each other again soon. Oh, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, this is fun. Sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, go go grow a beard if you can. If you can't, hey, you too. Uh, just don't, don't be a neckbeard guy. Uh, just gross. don't be a neckbeard guy. Just trim it. Please yep. just trim it. Nobody yeah. wants like once you have a long enough beard, you can hide it. But before until then, trim mm-hmm. it. Yep, trim it. If you don't grow like there should be no hair from your chin down until you have hair covering it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. Hope you hear from next time. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.